Wall Street Book Club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never get it up. <laughs> Literature that's for the masses. Where to put your money down and how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. If we all just come together, there's no limit for us. Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Hi, good evening to you, billionaires. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. Uh, you put in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best-selling author of the book, The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. Well, you can find that book by simply going to www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. Get the book today. Well, we are broadcasting right here on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, and also our podcast uh, here today. You can subscribe and support our podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes, improve financial literacy within our community, and ultimately to build the school of wealth. We definitely are asking for your help. If you think it's important, if, I, if you think financial literacy is important, and you think our children need to learn about this thing called money, well, why don't you make a donation to help us to get there, and we're going to continue to teach because we believe teaching will be the way to bring it around. Now, guys, today on our book club, we're continuing in our journey into How Rich People Think. That's right, How Rich People Think by Mr. Steve Seibold. And we're into Lesson 28. We've got two more to go after this, so we'll be done on Wednesday. We're going to be starting in our next book is going to be The Science of Getting Rich. That's going to be our next book. The Science of Getting Rich will be our next book, so we'll pick that up on Wednesday. Steve Seibold says this. Uh, as his quote, he says, the secret is not in the mechanics of money, but in the level of thinking that generates it. The secret is not in the mechanics of money, but in the level of thinking that generates it. Uh, once you learn to embrace this, your earning potential is limitless. Your earning potential is limitless. Now, I don't know about you, billionaires, but I love to live in the uh, lane called unlimited. <laughs> I love being an unlimited there's no limits. There is no ceiling. There is nothing that stops me except my own thinking. And hopefully you understand that as well. Good evening to you, Miss Vivian Rees. joined us, Miss Mary Jefferson here as well. Hey, listen, uh, chapter number 28, how rich people think. Let's read. So the middle class uh, dreams of having enough money to retire. The middle class dreams of having enough money to retire. The world class dreams of having enough money to impact the world. The world-class dreams of having enough money to impact the world. Middle-class, hey, as long as I can retire, I'm good. World-class, man, I need enough to change the world. Where are you at? What do you dream of when it comes to this thing called money? Let's get it. He says this, when I began studying the ultra-successful and super-rich in 1984, I thought they were more ambitious than the average person. I later discovered after hundreds of interviews that it wasn't the lack of desire that held the masses back from getting wealthy, but the lack of belief in their own ability to make it happen. But their lack of belief in their own ability to make it happen. 
Now, I found this uh, very interesting and true, billionaires, is that most people simply don't believe in themselves. I think I'll spend the rest of my life trying to get people to believe in themselves more so than learning all the technicalities or the mechanics or what to do, how to do. I think it's more about how you think. Not really about how to do. You can learn that. That's very easy to learn how to do anything. Now, all stuff's not easy to learn, but you can learn it. But getting over how you feel or how you think about your own self, man, that's a hurdle that seems much bigger to climb, much bigger to overcome than the learning of how, how you think. So getting people to believe in their own ability to make it happen. The average person is carrying around so many limiting beliefs about money, it's a miracle they acquire any at all. Without some intervention, a lucky break, or exposure to a book like this, most people have little or no chance of ever becoming rich. So now we're talking about exposure, awareness, the things that we're exposed to. And the sad thing is they have everything they need to make more money than they can spend. And without the interference of a slew of middle-class beliefs, they would accomplish it. The problem is that outside the consciousness expanding world of personal development, the masses have never taught the power of beliefs have on our behaviors and results. Beliefs literally control everything. Beliefs literally control everything we do unless they're interrupted consciously through free will or upgraded through programming. Beliefs literally control everything we do. This is common knowledge among behavioral science professionals, experts who study the mind, but the general public is oblivious to it. Their fear and scarcity-based thinking leads them to look at everything through the filters of skepticism and cynicism as a protective me mechanism. This holds them back from studying life-changing books and attending belief-altering seminars led by thought leaders in the field. You ever wonder this? I don't know about you, but I wondered this when I was, as I continue to study. I'll be wondering, like, these wonderful, great books that... Many would say are like must-reads or all-time classics or whatever. How come they're not recommended in school? Like, why did I have to read To Kill a Mockingbird, but I didn't have to read Think and Grow Rich? That, to me, that don't make no sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> these books that people say, successful people, wealthy people, ultra-successful people say, hey, read these kind of books. And yet, we're training our children to be successful, yet we're not recommending these books be read. I don't get it. Somebody help me, please. I, I, don't, I don't quite understand how Think and Grow Rich is not a mandatory read at this point in our thing called the public school education system or the institution. But let's keep going. As a result of this limited thinking, the masses' major goal with money is to retire at 65 and hopefully have enough money to survive until they die. The world class, while often no more ambitious, set their sights on impacting the world with their wealth. How many guys are watching right now? You saying, you know what? I, you know, I got a desire to change the world. It's a little bit more than just me taking care of me. I, I got something I got to do. I got a mission that I'm on to change the world, to impact the world. That becomes selfless more so than selfish. Some do it through philanthropy, others through business or various financial vehicles. They do all of this while living the good life materially and enjoying the peace of mind that comes along with being rich. Now, here in the New Black Wall Street Book Club, guys, we don't just read. We also 
think and also do to apply his rich resource from Steve Seibold. He says he got a book for it, Money Management for Those Who Don't Have Any by James L. Paris. And here's our critical thinking question of the day. Here's what you want to answer in the comments below if you're watching with us live. If you're not, jot this down in your notes below, in your notes. Here's a question. If you were a millionaire, what would you do to make a positive impact on the world? If you were a millionaire, what would you do to make a positive impact on the world? That's a great question. Critical thinking question of the day to put yourself in the space mentally of, man, I got a million, I'm a millionaire. Now, I think we need to quantify millionaire, right? Because I like to think of it as a continual thing. Like every year you're getting another million. Not just you, you hit the lotto one time, you became a million. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about millionaire every year. You just million, 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 million. But if you're a millionaire, what would you do to make a positive impact in the world? Well, guys, I can tell you what I would do. Y'all guys already know what my goal is. My goal is to build a school of wealth. My goal is to make sure that we build a school to teach the next generation about money and also ensure that they read the books that is in their curriculum. Hey, here's what we're going to read and study. The Law of Success, uh, Think and Grow Rich, A Rich Dad, Poor Dad. These books that seem to fly by and many people who just happen to be broke have never even heard of, never even read, but yet all the successful people say you should read it. That's what I would do to make a positive impact in this world. What about you? If you were a millionaire, what would you do to make a positive impact in the world? Hmm. This is where we start to lose people. See, first we got to get past the, 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 the stigma that we don't read. Well, we do read. And then it's not just that we read. Now, what do we read? Well, we read a book that can change the way that we think about money and therefore change the results that we have. Now we get past the reading part because that's only half the battle. Now we get to the thinking part. Man, I now how do I think about this topic that we're talking about today? And then, of course, now we got to get to the doing part. See, this is where the rubber meets the road because knowing better is not not is not doing better. You could do better if you knew better, but you probably still won't do better until you do better. So now here's the doing part. Here's our action step for the day. Here's what we want to do with. Here's what we want to do as it relates to what we have discussed today. Make a list of five ways you could make a difference for other people if you had the money and estimate approximately how much would it cost. Make a list of five ways you can make a difference for other people if you had the money. I'm just gonna ask you to give me the top one. In the comments below, what, what's one way you can make a difference for other people if you had the money? Now here's the thing, most people say, hey, I would do this, I would do that, I would do this, I would do that if I had the money. So they let the if part stop them from actually going to go get the money. Instead of trying to figure out how I'm going to get the money in order for me to do the things that I say I want to do, they let the if part stop. If I had the money, I would do this. Okay. Well, what would that be for you? What some ways that you could make a difference? You will make a difference. You want to make a difference if you had the money. And I would venture to say, is this uh, desire that you have, this thought that you have, this thing that you say you would do, is it strong enough to get you to go find a way to earn that money so you can make an impact in the world? 
Mary said, man, I'm using the money to travel and start summer camps and teach the importance of affirmations, positive mindset to the youth before they fall into the everyday trap of the negative mindset and what they can't be that they and that what they can't be this or can't do that. It starts at a young age. Absolutely. He said, I will make sure that people are aware of how to have the opportunity to clean their kidneys and their bodies. Right? Some things that you would do if you had the money. Ron Scott, man, said this. that I will start a mentoring program nationwide to teach kids about proper health and wealth and send them to ERGJ school to learn about finance. You know that right by the school of wealth. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. See, here's the thing, guys. This is all this this begins the process of visual visualizing. We begin to think about the things we would do, right? If we had the money. And hopefully that then that sticks with you. They said, man, this is what I really, because oh, to me, it's like a big audacious goal. I call it a bag, a big audacious goal. This is what I really want to do. And I know that as it relates to my goals or my mission or my dreams or my aspirations, it's going to take a little bit of money. But man, will my dream or will my goal drive me to figure out how to get the money to finance my dream? How about you? They said, man, I'll help to destroy the diocese units from flourishing. And here's our quote of the day. It comes from George Clayson, wrote one of the finest books I've ever read about money, called The Rich Man of Babylon. He says this, wealth is power. With wealth, many things are possible. Wealth is power. You know, I, I know I got it, man. That might be a t-shirt for me. <laughs> Go ahead and put that in the comments. Well, wealth is a power. Wealth is power. With wealth, many things are possible. This is the new Black Wall Street Book Club where black folk do read. You put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. We've been going through uh, How Rich People Think by Mr. Steve Cyborg, How Rich People Think. Uh, we got two more chapters to go. Then we'll be getting on to the science of getting rich. Hopefully you enjoyed this today. And we invite you not only to pick up the book at the Black Business Club, but to join our club as well. By simply going to www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. Again, we ask that you will subscribe and support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes, improve financial literacy within our community, and ultimately to help us build the school of wealth. Well, guys, I'm ERGJ, your certified financial educator, and I want you to remember this, that it takes a village, and it starts with us. Let's build wealth together. We all we got, people. Matter of fact, we all we really need. If we just come together and start working together, we'll have everything that we want together. And thank God that that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. Black Wall Street Book Club with your host Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't gotta leave the computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street Book Club. Book Club. Yeah. New Black Wall Street. The new Black Wall Street. Book Club. Book Club.
Thank mm-hmm. you.